Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, so today I want to talk about the black community just being really upset at me. I don't know if y'all saw this all going down, but it was just very interesting to me. I I say what I think. You guys know that. Um, everybody who follows me knows that. But the black community was very, very upset with me for saying some things that were true about them. And I, I'm of the mindset that like no matter what anybody's saying about any group, you have a right to say it. And and there are going to be things about your specific group in whatever realm that your group is. It could be your religion. It could be your race. It could be your social class. It could be anything. It, but when people are saying things about something that has to do with a group that maybe you fall in in some superficial way... Um, it isn't always to just be a jerk. And I wasn't trying to be a jerk to the black community and everybody just gets so, so sensitive about this. And it's, it's like, maybe some of it's true. Maybe sometimes there are issues in certain communities. There are a lot of issues in the white community. There are a lot of issues in a lot of communities and to just act like some communities are off are, are just not able to be criticized is something that I personally have a problem with. Um, because I am just, I have told you guys before, but I am radically for, free speech and that's not like oh go be a terrorist no it's just it, it hate speech does fall under free speech by the way i don't even think anything that i said was particularly hateful but everybody likes to get very very angry at jenny robinson and um so everybody just got very very mad and i had put out a tweet that basically said you know there are more black supremacists in america than a white supremacist and that just threw everybody off and there was i mean i noticed that it was a very emotional response I didn't hear very many rational responses to what I put out. I'm going to read through some of the responses from people who, you know, prior to having this whole thing happen, like I actually really respected and I thought they were level headed, you know, black conservatives even were coming after me. So I thought that they were like level headed people before, but then they were so emotional when I said this. And it's like, regardless of what I say or don't say or how I say it or the tone that I say it in or whatever it is that I'm, I'm putting out into the world. I have a right to my own opinions. And that was the weirdest part of this whole thing is everybody just was so emotional that they forgot that I do get to have an opinion. And I, and I feel very similar about how a lot of the black community was attacking me for this tweet as I do about when people tell uh, men that they're not allowed to have an opinion on abortion. I think that's absolutely insane and ludicrous. Like, of course, men get a say on abortion. Abortion affects all of humanity. It affects actual human beings. It affects humans that men helped to create, by the way. So it's actually, it's more intense in that scenario. But it felt very similar to, to me for the black community to be saying, you don't get an opinion on this. Well, I actually do. I actually get an opinion on everything. And it was, it just was so interesting because it was a lot of these free speech um, who I thought were conservative, you know, um, black people, but they're not apparently 
currently there are a lot of grifters on the right and I think we need to talk about that because it's a huge problem that I'm seeing online people like they jump on the conservative train they are all parrots just like the left honestly and then then they try to capitalize on it and I'm all for capitalizing on your interests and your hobbies and the things that you can contribute to the world Um, you know you should be paid for that value that you add into society but there's just a problem that I'm seeing where a lot of conservatives they're not really about it okay they don't really believe in free speech they believe in it insofar as they get to profit from it and they get to parrot the popular talking points and then get a lot of clicks and a lot of claps and a lot of um, that so I do think that there are a lot of clout chasers on the right just like there are a lot of clout chasers on the left for different reasons but there are a lot of people on the right that I'm saying who are genuinely and I know y'all are going to think that this sounds racist but it's not specifically you know there are a lot of black quote-unquote conservatives who are who are grifting in that realm of of social media and it's just interesting for me to see and Candace has said this too if y'all are going to call me racist then just look that Candace has also said this and she's black so is she allowed to have an opinion on this I hope so um so there's just there's a lot of there are a lot of grifters and you have to be very careful about that because some of them are very talented at being kind of exactly what you would want them to be and they know what you want them to be and just as somebody in PR and marketing and the business world and seeing how all of this works I help a lot of people you know become what they what they want to be in terms of like how they're perceived by the public um, but at the same time it's like if you're completely like if you really believe in the complete opposite of what you're claiming to believe in publicly um, like when it comes to free speech then that's a problem for me. I don't even work with people who I don't believe actually believe in what they say that they believe. I can't do it. I have never been able to do it. I have left a lot of companies and a lot of organizations because I couldn't do it. If there is some thing that I see that I believe that they don't believe what they say that they believe, then I can't do it. I mean, if you have to actually really have values, principles, morals, and genuine beliefs for me to be able to work with you or I just see you as a complete fraud as somebody who is trying to take advantage of other people's good uh, will and good meaning and good faith and I I really hate seeing innocent people being taken advantage of that is why pro-life is like my major like number one cause that I care about because seeing innocent people being taken taken advantage of makes my heart break it makes my heart disintegrate into nothingness and I hate it I hate that feeling I don't like it and so when I see grifters on the internet taking advantage of all these people and and really just lying to everybody for for money it's like it's no different to me than a lot of the organizations and companies in DC and so I just I just have been seeing a lot of that because you can't claim to be this this conservative powerhouse voice of reason and logic if you're if you're telling me that I'm wrong about things that data shows are true. And so that is what I want to go over on this episode because a lot of people think that I'm just racist and I'm like classist and I hate and I hate poor people and it's like no. There was like this really funny actually there was this really funny moment 
moment when in all of this like tsunami of hatred that I got, there was one person and I and I thought this was hilarious because she was like, she's got some bigot sprinkles on her. And I was like, that is so funny to me. And so now I'm just referring to myself as bigot sprinkles. Um, I would change my middle name on Twitter to Jenny bigot sprinkles Robinson. If Elon would fix the issue that they're having, there's like this error that pops up whenever I try to change my name now with the whole Twitter blue stuff. But anyway, I think it's funny. Like, I just think it's funny when people call me a bigot because I I really don't think I am. I know that I can kind of come off like I have an attitude or I'm a little bit sassy or I'm in a mood like and I because it's because these things, they make me mad when I see unjust things happening in the world. And I'm sorry. I really wish I could get on the podcast and be super monotone about everything and not really care. But that's just not not me like that's not my personality I've told y'all before that and I don't like the Enneagram but I'm a th- I'm a three wing four is what it said so I have like the four is supposed to be super emotional um I have that element to me and so I do feel things very deeply I also I also believe very strongly in factual information I do believe in empirical research like I do believe in data like I believe in I, I mean because I believe that the only way to actually fix problems is to be honest about the severity of which the problems are. Like, I don't think you can fix a problem until you acknowledge that you have one. And I don't think that you can fix a problem fully unless you're fully honest about how big the problem actually is. And so, I mean, I I do all the things that I do because I care so much about everything. I wouldn't be talking about anything I didn't care about, first of all. Like, I don't talk about things I don't care about. There's a reason that I'm not out here talking about nonsense things like I only I only talk about things that I care about and things that I think are actually important and things that I want to see changes in because I care about people like I actually genuinely care about people so whenever whenever people are calling me things like bigot sprinkles I just think it's hilarious because I devote my whole entire life to finding the truth in all of these different realms so that we can try to make things better so that fewer people are suffering and that more people are prospering and being successful and having genuinely fulfilling lives, both physically and spiritually. Like those are the things that I believe in and I believe in them very strongly. And I know because the Bible tells me so that it's going to be very, very hard for people to hear the truth. I mean, people did not like Jesus when he told them the truth. They they killed him for that. So I, and by the way, that was the government that killed Jesus. So I don't know, maybe there's a lesson there. Um, don't overtrust the government. And, and don't overtrust your feelings, you guys. Like, I understand how I can word things in a way that comes off like mean. I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the nicest person in the world, but I've told you guys before also that I don't believe in niceness. I believe in kindness because it takes a lot of honesty to actually be truly kind to people. Niceness is a very superficial thing. I mean, I can be nice to people that I really, really hate. Um, and, but I, I, I don't know if it, it would be harder 
for me to be kind to them, to like welcome them into my home and to give them some dinner and to really help them if they're going through something rough. Like that's kindness to me. And Jesus was very kind. He was not, uh, he didn't focus on being really nice to people because nice just really is like a superficial thing. And again, you can be nice to people that you absolutely loathe, but kindness takes honesty and it takes, um, having the tougher conversations that you don't really want to have because a lot of people are very conflict avoidant these days. And even though, yeah, it upsets me when people hate me. The thing with my Enneagram three is that like, it really likes to be liked actually. And I mean, I just do, um, that's just me being honest with y'all, but I think everybody does. And, but even with all of that, like, I feel that it's crucial to be honest with everybody and to, um, have necessary conflict in order to improve things. And that is more important to me than anybody's approval. And so on this episode, this was a very long opener. We're going to talk about the things that a lot of the black community doesn't want me to talk about. get into everything i just want to remind you guys about noble gold because you're going to want to invest in gold and silver y'all the economy is trash we have so much longer to go with joe biden in the white house devastating devastating how that is the case um but you're going to want to invest in gold and silver and precious metals because the value of the dollar bill is basically the paper like however much it costs to have that like piece of paper that is the that is the value of a dollar these days but you can protect your wealth with Noble Gold. And so I will have a link below, as I always do, for you guys to easily access this. But it'll tell you a lot. It'll tell you, you know, what is a gold and silver IRA, why a gold and silver IRA is right for you, how to own gold and silver, benefits of diversifying with gold and silver, how to roll over your 401k to a gold and silver IRA, types of retirement accounts that are eligible for IRA rollover, all sorts of things. So I'm going to have a link below for y'all to easily access that. But you really want to protect your wealth because uh, the dollar is worthless. It just really is worthless. Kind of like Marxists, you know. (laughs) Okay. Um, By the way, happy Black Friday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. Is that racist? I really don't know. I really don't know. You know, I have to be careful out here is what I'm learning. But I, okay. So before we just get into everything, I just want to tell y'all kind of like the conversation. I want to go through kind of what these people were saying to me so that y'all know like what kind of emotional insanity I was dealing with. Um, But I'm sure that a lot of you saw this anyway. So I put out a tweet that said there's far more black supremacy than white supremacy in this country, but y'all clearly don't want to talk about that. And so it got a lot of reactions from a lot of people. Um, And so it was just weird. There was just a lot of people that were agreeing with me. A lot of people who were disagreeing with me a lot of the black community again was disagreeing with me and I just I just want to say here I do not understand like the race allegiance thing like I really don't have like this wonderful like warm fuzzy feelings towards my race I don't feel that like I don't feel protective of other white people I don't feel like they're better than anybody else I don't feel like they're smarter I feel like a lot of them are very dumb 
some of the dumbest people that I know are white people. And I, it's not because they're white, though. It's just because they don't study anything and they're just dumb to be dumb. But I do know some very dumb white people. I just don't have this like I don't have this like love and, and just affinity for my race. And it has nothing to do with anything historical or any of that. There have been things that have happened that every single race on the face of the planet has done that has been bad and good. It's just like with people individually. We have all done wonderful things. We have all also done some terrible things. And that is why we need Jesus Christ. We need to be wiped clean. We need a whole different slate so that we're not broken forever and so that we don't have to spend eternity in hell. That was very gracious. You know, that was a very kind gift to give us. Just like I don't have like the special affinity for my race, I, I just, I don't understand how the black community can have such a, just such a, an affinity for their race. I understand, you know, going through something difficult as a group of people. I get that. Like slavery, all the racism in this country has been devastating for, um, for us being strong together and for unity. It has been, that's the truth, but it's very important for the black community to remember that it was Democrats that put them through all of that and that it was Republicans like it or not. And I do not like the Republicans in DC right now. Y'all know that. I think that they are turncoats. I think that they are terrible. I think that they are sellouts. I think that they profit off of everybody's pain. And I feel like they mask, um, they mask that corruption with altruism and I, and they do it well. So it keeps happening, but I don't. And, and so I don't have like this big yay Republican thing. I think Republicans historically have tried to do the right thing. And Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. He was the president that was president when the slaves were freed. And so just remember that it was the Democrat party that was trying to keep y'all there. And they're still trying to keep you there. They are still trying to tell you that you have to think a certain way, that you're on this like mental plantation, that they're not letting you leave and you're not allowed to think these other things. And if you do, then you're a bad person. You're a bad slave. Like you have to think about how the Democrat party, they also are the founders of the KKK. The Democrats are, it's from a marketing perspective, it's very interesting to me because I'm just like, how in the world have y'all like rebranded yourselves so well? Because a lot of people do not know the history of the Democrat party and how they were the, the people in the South who wanted to keep slaves and how they were the ones who said, no, like we'll go to war over this instead of, instead of setting these people free. Um, and the KKK, like they don't, they have rebranded themselves so exceptionally well and exceptionally well in the sense that they are just duping everybody so excellently that like they have completely rebranded themselves into being this wonderful party that's about freedom and equality. Well, not freedom, but about equality and like equity and like helping the little guy when they never do that. I mean, do you see the, the country right now? The people suffering the most right now are are the people from the lower classes. Like they are the people that are suffering the most right now with inflation, with gas prices, with um, all the things that Joe Biden has done so horrendously wrong. The people that are suffering the most are lower class people. And so that bothers me very much because they are the people who need help the most. So why is it that it's so difficult for a lot of people to see that Democrats actually like hate that they, they hate, they see everybody who's beneath them as a serf and they, and, and a slave. And they see you guys as like these people 
people that they can use um, as as a means to their ends. And unfortunately, a lot of you are are subscribing to this and you are allowing them to take advantage of you in ways that are just so atrocious and and so damaging for you. And I want you guys to be I want you guys to be smarter so that you can have better lives. And I'm not even saying that like condescendingly. I just think it's important because you're not going to educate yourselves in the schools about all of this. Like that's not going to work. You just need to take the initiative to really research um, uh, historical facts about America because it really was the Democrat Party that was enslaving black Americans. It really was the Democrat Party that founded the KKK. And and you can find that information very easily. Now, another thing that I want to talk about is how the Democrats have like claimed that there was this big major party switch. Can you all please in your mind, just for a second, picture this picture. Just This is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. And all my time in politics is the big party switch. Oh, okay. So what exactly happened? Democrats? Did everybody just like, did someone draw a line in the dirt? And then there were the Republicans on one side and there, there were the Democrats on the other side. And then everybody, what, I mean, what happened? Did everybody just jump over at the same time and then switcheroo jumpity jump 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 like everybody jumped at the same time over that was in a line on the ground and then wow suddenly and suddenly the things were switched and now everything and the values were and then they're all the republicans took up the democrat values and the democrat history and the democrats conveniently took up the republicans history uh they didn't they the values didn't stick clearly but um the whole party switch thing is absolutely insane um there have been some like marketing things that have happened you know in recent history that the democrats have used and that has like swayed people over um who were republican but that is not the equivalent of a party switch of like of completely just exchanging values and principles um and becoming the complete other side that is absolutely just not not even like a thing that anybody should be able to believe like they they know that y'all are really gullible because uh, you trust them and that's really what it is people um they trust the left they trust democrats they trust liberals because they capitalize on emotions and that is what i was seeing in these responses to my post and it's sad because a lot of the people who were responding again were people that i genuinely respect who i thought were conservatives who i was a little bit iffy on if i'm if i'm 100 percent honest i wasn't sure if they were like you know uh, genuinely like about the cause and the and the values and everything or if they were just like grifters um this has kind of opened my eyes to to some of them, but you know, and one of them was like a pretty good friend on Twitter to me, like Jeff, Jeff on the right. Unfortunately, I had to block him because he kept harassing me and saying that I was racist and that I was, I didn't know black people. That was the other thing that was really weird about this. They were like, you don't know black people. And it's like, y'all don't know me. Y'all don't know me like that. Like y'all listen to my podcast. Y'all listen to me talk on social media. Like y'all pay attention to my work stuff that I put out there, but y'all don't know my life. Like, and especially Jeff and all of his people, like 
that sounds racist. Again, they're going to say that I'm racist. I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about his people who were harassing me, um, who happened to a lot of them be black. But, you know, it's just like, I'm not racist for saying things that I'm noticing. By the way, it's just very suggestive to me when someone in the black community, especially a conservative in the black community, quote unquote conservative, comes out and says, you don't know black people. You're speaking about black people like like y'all are this monolith, uh, like blob together and like you can't move or function or think like uh, unless you're all doing it and you're just you're a attributing you're attributing your whole really your personality and you individually and onto this group you're just attaching yourself to it and you're claiming that every other black person has to be just like you because of course you know I don't know any black people according to y'all because because they're not like you which is such a weird argument to me it's like it is like and it's weird for the black community to do this like why are y'all trying to and it's just like the democrats it's like why are y'all trying to to like own people's minds basically you're trying to brainwash me into believing that brainwashing your group is normal when it's not and i and i just i and i reject that in full black people just like every other type of people are individuals they're allowed to think what they want do what they want say what they want be what they want etc 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 and by the way i'm very sarcastic on the internet it may be that we don't know exactly like the number of white supremacists in the this nation and we also don't know the exact number of black supremacists in this nation because there's no way to measure people's hearts there's no metric to use there's no way to put um you can't just take someone's temperature and figure out if they hate another race um than they are so it, it's not like something that i even feel like is, is entirely quantifiable um you know so i was saying this a little bit in jest at two BLM, who they have come out and said that white people are basically genetically defected and that we, the the founders of this whole thing. And I mean, BLM, you guys, you know how I feel about BLM. They stole everybody's donation money that people entrusted to them to do the right thing and to help black families who have been through devastating things um, with police brutality, which does exist and is a problem and not to the extent that BLM profited from pretending it is but it is a thing and so just that also like broke my heart to know that that money didn't ever go where they claimed it was going to go and so it didn't actually help anybody except for the founders um to get them mansions and so that's a problem and to be honest i feel like a lot of people in the black communities time would be better spent calling out BLM. Everybody is so afraid to call out BLM and y'all aren't even afraid to call out BLM Incorporated, like the, the whole organization. Um, y'all are afraid. I mean, you are, but you're afraid because of the, the slogan. You're afraid because of the title, Black Lives Matter. Well, you can't come out and say that you hate Black Lives Matter. What is that going to sound like? If you are white, you're going to sound like a white supremacist. If you're black, you're going to sound like you're internalizing your race against yourself or whatever they would say. Um, so I just, I mean, I guess I get like why a lot of people are not coming out and denouncing BLM, but they should, you know, this just goes back to what I'm always saying on this podcast is that people care too much about social approval. You need to care more about what's morally right. You need to care, especially if you claim to care so much about black lives and you posted your black square and you really wanted to make change and you were really hoping for the best and you really wanted to see people, you know, have 
justice, then why didn't you guys come out and tell BLM you're trash? You are a trash organization. You lied to us. You stole our money. You didn't help anybody but yourselves. I, I just don't know why it's so hard to do that. Um, but it, it, I mean, that just goes back to how everybody also just doesn't genuinely care about the things they that they claim to care about. And so that's why I was saying earlier that, you know, the left does its own little griftery things in its own way, too. I mean, posting the black squares to me was like social credit grifting because you just a lot of people just posted it because they saw everybody else posting it. Um, and they wanted those social credit points of look at me. I'm not racist. But, you know, I mean, I don't no, y'all didn't y'all didn't care enough to even know what BLM was doing with the money. And even when you found out that they stole it all, you didn't come out and say, hey, man, that's wrong. Just pretty superficial and unsettling and um, unbelievable <laughs> to me. Um, but not really. The culture's stupid. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Am I allowed to say these things? <laughs> Am I even allowed to speak anymore? Like, what is it? Like, what is it okay for me to say? So anyway, um, uh, so that's why I put the tweet out. It's like, I'm noticing that there are a lot of like black power, like posts on social media. Like at, ever since the BLM stuff, it's been like black power, um, you know, which to me is like just it's in order to tell if something is racist, p try it with a different race, you know, a different color and see if it sounds racist. So to me that like, that is how I try to see if something's racist because I feel like that's fair. So if somebody's saying, you know, black power and this weird, like communist fist symbol and, and like, it's just looking very black supremacy, then what I do is if I'm sus, like if I'm suspecting that, then I will just exchange, you know, the black for any other color, any other race. And that is how I genuinely like determine whether or not I believe something is racist. So black power exchange that with white, white power. Yeah. Okay. That's racist. White power sounds racist. It sounds white supremacy. So black power to me sounds black supremacy. It sounds racist because it is. And I don't know why everybody doesn't understand that. Like to me, it's pretty simple to understand, but the, the, all of the uh, quote unquote conservative black people that were getting really mad at me for were this tweet were were the black power people and it's like imagine if I had quote tweeted them and said white power like you just have to um you have to have like the intellectual integrity to understand when you're being hypocritical and like when you're just you're just not making very much sense out here and you really should I mean that's what I tell everybody exchange what any race is saying if you're not sure if it's racist with another color another race and then see if it sounds racist from that angle and if it is, then yeah, it's racist. If it's not, then no, it's not racist. That's kind of my general rule for figuring it out. But again, we don't know, like we don't know people's hearts. So it's not exactly quantifiable like that. Like you couldn't, I mean, everybody's going to say, uh, most people are going to say, judging by the black squares, like, no, I'm not racist. Um, but you're not going to ever really know. You're never going to really know if somebody's racist because we don't have a, a heart a heart or like a measurer of like the human heart and the things in it. So we're never going to know, no. But the reason that I put out the tweet really was that I just, I just have been seeing a lot of black power. Um, again, like white power. Yep. 
racist. So that was racist to me. The black power was racist thing. It seems black supremacy. Um, and then I also have been seeing around the city, like all these black owned businesses and everybody is getting into the whole black owned businesses. And it's like, I, and I've talked about this too, but I almost feel like it's just like, why, why do you, why do we have to act like it's so shocking that a black person can own a business? Why does it have to be like, yay, like good job. It seems condescending to me. It seems like, why are we patting Jimmy on the head for being able to start it? Of course he could start a business. Don't be condescending. Don't patronize people. Like the whole and the left encouraging that to me honestly feels like they're trying to to make black people feel like they can't do that or that it's rare or that it's it's very hard and, and it might be out of reach. And so to me, it's and I know a lot of people disagree and they're like, you know, it's so cool. Like, we want to know that it's a black owned business. We want to, like, help black people. But that's just part of the patronization again to me because I'm like you they they clearly don't it's not like they need your help like they they are starting their own business they are running it i'm assuming very well um and they have customers and clients and they don't need all of this like petting on the head and like good job like that is just so condescending and so uh you know it's it's almost it, then that was again like kind of like the black power thing like you go black people you go black race your race doesn't mean anything i mean i i really don't understand this whole affinity for your for your race your character is what matters like your race really doesn't like it really really doesn't matter it is it is such a superficial aspect of who you are there are cultural aspects to certain things. I understand that if you like immigrated to America from um, a certain country and you have like cultural things that maybe you affiliate with your race somehow, it's still like, it's just, it's still like such a superficial aspect of who you are. And you're really, you're bringing the cultural aspects from wherever you immigrated from. You're not bringing, it's not like, I just, I, I have never looked at like my hand or my arm and been like, wow, white, I love other white uh, like white people it's never been anything that I've even like thought about that much like I would never just defend a group of white people just because they're white that would be so weird to me but that's what was happening in the comments to this tweet um, black people were very yay black people and anti Jenny which I just you know uh, you're, it's your character that matters to me like it is literally your character or lack thereof that that matters to me I'm never going to look at someone's race and think that that matters more than their character or their morals. It's just not going to happen. Okay. So let's just go through some of these. Um, someone said, stop playing Jenny. Uh, that was a black woman named Mash Jung. Um, okay. And then another black person said, sure, Jan. Um, someone black, Panther said, nope, sorry. This country was built by oppression with white supremacy as its calling card. Black supremacy in the 1970s was the response to it, and it came from the trauma of being stifled and stepped on for centuries. Neither helps anyone move forward. Well, I mean, I agree with that. Like, obviously, you don't want any supremacy of any race. Um, somebody said, testify. Thank you for agreeing with me, person. Um, someone said, really? So, yay, and Kyrie is white because last time they black 
here's the other thing I, and I don't know if this is going to sound mean, but I, I'm saying this honestly in good faith and, and trying to, to just be honest with you guys. There, there were a lot of people who were responding and kind of like broken English and uh, okay. Try to be nice. Um, well, I'm not trying to be nice. I'm trying to be kind. You, and I know that people have blockades in certain areas, but this is why school choice is so important and that people need, I love Corey DeAngelis. Y'all need to all follow him on social media. He is big into the school choice movement stuff and getting, and making sure that, that kids in lower income areas are, have access to better schools. Kids get trapped. They get trapped sometimes in these poor areas and they can't get the educations that they want or that they need to to really have the future that they want. And school choice would help so much with that because then kids could, and what Corey DeAngelis, um, he advocates for, is to basically give children's parents um, a certain allocation of money, you know, whatever money they would be allocated to go to any public school that like they have they pick for them to go to based on like their geographical location. They take that money They're Well, they're given that money. It has to be used for school, but they're given that money so that they can pick any school neighboring, or maybe there's like some better schools, like a little further out and they can take that money and pay that school and go to that school. And then the kids get a better education and they can still live wherever, you know, they need to live because of um, income or whatever, but they can go to a better school and they can get a better education and they can have a brighter future. Um, I, I mean, I'm so, I'm such a big proponent of school choice because it would, it would pull so many people out of bad situations. Um, and then they would never have to go back to those situations ever again. And they would be freer to chase their, their dreams and they would have really the wings to be able to do that. Um, but you know, I, I mean, broken English, <sighs> I understand like some people didn't get the education that they, that they wanted, but in the age of information and um, the internet, and especially if someone's able to use Twitter, like this guy was able to, and it says that he's tweeting from an iPhone, you, there are so many ways to learn, you know, proper, proper English and proper grammar and like how to speak into the world in a way that is like more educated and, and you'll feel better and other people will understand understand you better. And it's really not me. This is not me trying to be mean, but Candace Owens, um, has said that, and y'all should read her book blackout, um, because it's really good. But she said that she just felt so out of place growing up in school because she actually cared about school and she actually wanted to, you know, get a good education and learn everything that she could and be the best that she could be. Um, but a lot of the time she was, she said in her book that like people would look down on that. Like she would, they would look down on her because she wanted and because she was smart, you know, and, and I feel like that is a genuine problem in the black community, but I don't know, am I allowed to have an opinion? Um, but yes, yes, I am. But I do feel like that's a problem in the black community where it's almost, it's almost applauded to be ignorant. And, um, again, I just think that that's really sad and, um, you know, I'm really like, I'm not trying to be mean, but you've got to try if, especially if you have an iPhone and you're, and you have like the technology to learn how to, you know, speak better and clearer, it, especially if you're trying to make like some major point on something that somebody has said, you know, work towards being able to really 
be able to articulate that well. I mean, I'm trying to say this nicely because there were multiple people who responded to this who had like broken English and it 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 just makes me feel um, uncomfortable and not in like a bigoted bigot sprinkles way, just in a way that's like, let like, I want to help you like not, you know, speak in a way that people aren't going to understand you. Um, so anyway, that is what someone said. And someone said black supremacy question mark, and then did a gif of somebody looking around trying to find it. Um, that was a black woman named Carrie. Yep. Black supremacy exists. Girlfriend. Um, someone said, shut up. B I T C H. That was nice. Thank you. Someone said incorrect. What you falsely label black supremacy. The B in black must always be capitalized is us excelling over your mediocrity. Don't even go there, Karen. Uh, okay, so this is like an anime profile picture haver who has like 300 followers whose name is like KJ. Oh, <laughs> her name is KJ in parentheses, a.k.a. Hood Mistress. <laughs> okay, uh, you are you. You are smarter than I will ever be. Um, you are better, better with a capital B. Excuse me. Um, let's see what some of these other people said. It was just like a whole fiasco. There were a few more broken English ones. Someone said every EVRY single person needs help along dear D-E-R-E journey J-U-R-N-E-Y can't C-A-I-N apostrophe T nobody do erting erting E-R-E-I wait no hold on E-R-E-T-I-N-G for day selves D-E-Y-S-E-L-V-E-S it's why we got tings T-I-N-G-S like a far department far f-a-h-r um e-m-t in the d-a police p-o-h-l-i-c-e does d-o-s-e what made it what done pay it back to dear communities be some selfish turds this just goes back to the broken english thing um, and I wasn't, I really wasn't trying to be rude. I, I come off like I'm trying to be rude on the internet a lot, but this one really wasn't that I literally just said like, come again. Um, so I mean, y'all I'm, I'm trying to be helpful and have these harder conversations that nobody wants to talk about, but people are going to be mad about this episode. That's okay. I will take one for the team, the team of humanity. Um, and just wanting to see people thrive. You guys, I want to see people thrive. I know how good life can be. And I want people to experience a good life. And I just, and I really think an education is really the, the fundamental start to all of that. Um, and so that is, again, why I just am really big into school choice. Um, someone named Felicia Killings, fire emoji author, and she's giving black conservative grifter a little bit to me. Um, but anyway, she quote tweeted my tweet and said, they want, in all caps, they want you to return to the vomit conservatives. 
Um, I don't even know what the vomit is. I guess I'm just uncultured. She said, folks like uh, down finger, down finger, down finger, want you to be labeled the racist ones out here. No one will defend you this next round. Time to show up and take over. Well, okay, Mrs. Killings, are you gonna <laughs> killings us? Like, what does that mean? It just, it's, it's giving the black power thing again. It's like she's talking to the black community as a monolith again. And I understand that this episode is me talking to the black community, but I'm not talking to the black community as like, as like I, ex- I expect and I think you guys are all the same because I don't think that. There are like some of the most successful people. Kanye is like the most successful black person ever in the world. And that is so cool to me. I, I really think that he gets such a bad rep. I think he's a creative and, um, you know, he says some things that are kind of super out there sometimes. But ultimately, like, I think he has some really good ideas and he's like super successful. The entire black community doesn't have problems. I'm just I'm just talking about the problems that I am seeing and I'm allowed to. I mean, y'all on the whole BLM side of things have no issue talking about all the problems you have with the white community. So I just don't understand the double standard. I don't get it. Um, and so anyway, I guess she's getting everybody riled up for uh, killings. Bat- I mean, what's going on, girlfriend? I don't even understand. So then she told me to buy some of her books, which I'm definitely not going to do. Um, but this was just like a total trend with the they're not even prominent you guys. Okay. Like they're just successful, like conservative black grifters on the internet, but there were other ones like her who were getting all of their people riled up to come after me, which they did. And again, it was all very emotional. It wasn't very rational. And we couldn't actually talk about any stats or data about the things that I was talking about. And even when I put like a screenshot of an actual article headline saying, you know, about what the BLM founder said about, about white people having like birth defects, like we're like genetically not okay, Um, which is exactly what they were saying. The Nazis were saying about the Jews, by the way, it's dangerous territory. And I, I just, I I think it's crazy that I'm the one who's being labeled racist in all of this. And that is why I'm doing this episode to try to defend my non-racism because I'm not racist. Like I want the best for every single community and, and to get so defensive when I'm actually trying to like solve problems is it's not really insulting. It's just like a waste of time in my mind. It's like, I would rather talk to people who can be rational, who, you know, and, and it makes me mad because these are people who maybe could actually make a, a difference and help the black community more, but they're choosing to instead stir hatred and, uh, you know, tell me that I'm racist because this is a huge, this is a huge <laughs> non waste of time clearly. Um, but why not talk about the crime rates? Why not talk about how black people are the most likely to murder other black people? Why not talk about the welfare numbers and like how many, how many single mother homes there are in the black community and how welfare contributes to that? Because the government knows that if they can break up the family and get the dads out of the home and, and create these, these desperate uh, scenarios that they can hold these welfare checks over these families. 
families and um, and force them to vote for them in order to get those. So it's it's a it all comes back around to Democrats trying to keep power over these small these smaller guys, these minority groups, like and to force them into these situations where they have to vote for them in order to survive. And that is really what it is. And so I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on stupid comments from people who don't actually want to see real changes. I'm just not going to, I'm not interested in that. The percentage, just, you know, here's just one stat, like if we want to talk about that, there there are nearly 50% of, of black people in this nation are on welfare. That's a problem. That's a problem. Like I said, you guys, it is a power-seeking tactic by the Democrats, and it has always been that. And what? why would you support something that supports breaking up families, pulling people away, breaking children's hearts when they see their dads are just never there? And and seeing their mothers have to struggle to carry an entire family on their back with the help of the government. But that help only exists, like I said, to get these people to continue voting for them. It's just like the illegal immigrants who come over and they're like, well, we will give you this and this and this if you just vote for us. And they're like, "Okay, why not? Um, You know, I understand the human desire to stay in homeostasis and to seek out the easiest path and to want to do the thing that you get the most for doing the least. I get it. But you have to recognize that there is a bigger there is a bigger thing going on with all of these government programs, especially when they're directed at these minority groups and people who actually do need help, but they would be better served by private charities, by people who actually care about them, by people who really love them and want to help, you know. The government it's never without strings attached when it's when it's help, quote unquote, coming from the government. And it's hard it's never really help. It's literally just they're bartering. They're bartering. They're getting you into a worse situation where, so that you can get them into a better situation or at least keep them in the power that they have. And it will never not, I hate double negatives, but it will never not blow my mind how people don't see that. It will never not blow my mind how people don't think. And just the, the amount of trust that people have in the government. Why don't y'all put that level of trust in God? See what happens if you do that. Like you should not trust the government. Never trust the government. That is like the golden rule of politics um, if you're if you're not evil and not using it for the wrong reasons. But anyway, I want to give another statistic there. So uh, single mothers is another big thing that I care about when it comes to the black community because there are a lot of them. There are 64% of black uh, households in America are single mother parent homes. So it's like the dad's gone. And I wonder why. I wonder if that has anything to do with welfare because it looks like it does. Um, it's like I said, y'all, they're in, it is incentivizing broken homes. Does that sound healthy to you? Does that sound nice? I mean, if you grew up in a broken home, then you know how horrible that is. Fortunately, I did not. Fortunately, other people did not. A lot of people do, though. So the people that have know how horrible it is. The people who haven't know how blessed they are. And the government incentivizing broken homes can only be for one reason again let's just let's just repeat all of this for power for power for power they break up homes they break hearts for power for money power that's it so anyway i just want to drive the point home that uh you know there are bigger issues going on and i can acknowledge the statistics that are a little terrifying to me in the black community in america i'm allowed to do that i care about kids y'all know that that's my biggest thing and so you know i i want to see kids have better situations 
educations, receive better educations so that they can thrive. And I just, I don't want to waste time on these stupid little bitty baby battles on Twitter with people who are just trying to get clicks and recognition. And that's really what most of it was about when they were coming after me. I mean, they were trying to stir the pot to uh, like make bigger pots for themselves. And I understand that sometimes that's what it is on social media. And it's like, I just don't think that that's constructive or helpful. And especially if you care, like if you claim to care so much about the black community, then why is me telling the truth about some things so threatening? You know, it's just like, why is it so threatening? So like I said, I don't have any special affinity for my race. I never have. I never will. I think it's a very superficial aspect of who I am. And, uh, you know, but I will say, even though I don't have like a special affinity for my race, I have run into like organizations and and companies in and around Washington DC who are racist and I will just I will just tell you guys there are like and it was so weird to me it was only a few places that I saw this but it was like they they wouldn't hire at one place any black people and I remember thinking that was so weird because I was just like um you know I don't even remember what I said it was before I was going to work with this company and I decided not to because of this actually because they told me they were like they were like and whereas we don't um we don't have that much variety you know in like skin color we have like a lot of variety and ideas and I was like that's weird why would you say something like that um and then it turns out that it was a pretty racist organization and I told them I didn't want to work with them but you know so it I mean it can happen it does happen there is white supremacy there is black supremacy um but it's all bad just like some of these people were saying it is all bad just some of these people were so vicious and it's like I'm not out here to just be rude for rude's sake like that would be a waste of time usually if i'm rude it's rude for uh, for a reason i i like i like to be hashtag rude for a reason because sometimes i feel like you're not gonna get people to respond really unless you are rude like if you're just like rude like people will pay a little bit more attention to what you're having to say because they'll just be kind of jolted they'll like they'll just be like huh did you really just say that that was rude and it's like yeah it's like yeah i did I did say that. So anyway, I, I, I feel very strongly about doing the best that we can to have the difficult conversations to improve situations for people who don't deserve to be in bad situations. Nobody deserves to be in a bad situation, but people can pull themselves up. The other weird thing about all of this was there were, you know, these black conservative grifters who were just like, it is my duty to pull them up. And I was just like, well, you're doing a very bad job because it's just, it's not their job, but they could be telling people, Hey, here are our issues. This is how we solve them. Um, and don't, look to me to solve your problems. Here's how you can. Um, people want to, I, I like to think that people want to save themselves from bad situations. Like I think there's, you lose a lot of dignity when somebody swoops in and saves the day for you. I think that honestly, a lot of the issues in the black community are self-inflicted. And I know again, that people are going to be very mad about that because they have been through as a group, some terrifying things in this nation. But a lot of the things that they continually go through at this point after after slavery, after Jim Crow, after the KKK. It's like a lot of this is still kind of self-inflicted. And so I, I just want everybody to be honest 
enough to take accountability to be able to improve situations for the future generations of this country. And there are ways for everybody to get involved and to help. You know, that's why I do a podcast and try to get the truth out there. I'm sure there's way more that I could be doing as well. But we really just need to all get comfortable with the the uncomfortable in order to improve things um, for everybody. So that is what I'm going to leave you guys with. And I will probably talk about this again sometime with a guest. I really am trying to have this person come on who she doesn't really want to come on because she doesn't want people to know her. This is is so sad because she said the black community is going to get mad at her if she comes on the podcast to talk about why she hates welfare and her experience with that with her family. But she's afraid to come on the podcast because she said, um, you know, the black community is going to get really mad at me if I do this. So that is just, that's a problem. People deserve to have voices. They deserve to be heard and get used to people having different opinions get used to people having opinions on on things (laughs) that you don't think that they get to have an opinion on so i think i'll end it there with my own version of broken english and i will see you guys here next time